and you're right I think you really need to look within yourself and say mm. what do I like doing and what does the business need yeah. where can I provide value you know we always talk about being indispensable whether that's being an indispensable coach True. indispensable to your business indispensable in your role be aware of you know where you're working where there's some gaps maybe within the team or within the organization and like can you add value there can you bring something more specialist into that space that's going to you know keep you indispensable but also tick the box of your interest and being challenged at work and keeping you happy bringing the business value looking after your clients all those things all those things should i know a little bit about a lot or a lot about a little bit Welcome to the Marketing Mentors Podcast brought to you by Red Pandas Digital. I am Tasha, joined by the lovely Linda. That's your new name now, lovely <laughs> Linda. And uh, Linda, what on earth do you mean by should I know a lot about a little or a little about a lot? What, is this, what are you talking about? So I don't know if you guys have gathered by now, but we are talking all things generalist versus specialist marketer. Oh, of course. I feel like every marketer has asked themselves this question. Mm-hmm. I know I definitely have. Yep. You have as well. And so that's what we're talking about today. Whether we think that you should go down the path of um, being a specialist marketer yep. or being a generalist marketer. Yeah. And what the difference is between the two. Yeah. And what the difference is as well, whether you can cross over and transition, which way works best, which doesn't. Yep. Um, but over to you, T. I'm curious. Yeah. Share with us kind of, you know, when when you had this thought, what were you thinking? Yeah. Well, because I didn't originally start in marketing, uh, I never really knew what marketing was. And when I fell into it and I started to learn that it was, you know, digital and website and search and ads and uh, I did a lot of print marketing when I first got into the space as well. So there was so, so much to take in. When I eventually, that was on client side or just, just for one company. When I flipped and I went into agency side, that's when that question really came up, when it was, Tash, should I be going down the path of becoming a SEO expert, a paid media expert? Um, th- there is so much to know. So when you went into agency, yep. what role did you? Get I went when into you went? An, a, like a junior account management role. Okay. Um, I did have a strong s- skill set already in obviously client services, and I had been working on HubSpot for about a year and a half at the time. So I had some experience from your corporate there. Side. Yeah, exactly from the yep. other side. So the HubSpot um, knowledge transferred, obviously, and then the client services stuff was just, you know, a natural. But as I was learning more and more about marketing and agency side of things, it's like, wow, these clients are paying us X amount of money a month for all these buckets of services mm-hmm. that I need to deliver. And as an account manager, I didn't know too much about it. To be honest, it was so early in my career that I didn't know what to do. So I naturally just started picking up more of a generalist role because I didn't have the time or capacity to really hone in to one thing. Was that agency similar to ours in regards to their offering? Like the specialists yep. that they had with yep. the buckets still the same? Yep, yep. Almost almost identical, much smaller. A HubSpot partner as well. Um, so I leaned more into HubSpot because I was the only HubSpot expert there at the time. Right. Hence why I'm obviously the HubSpot specialist now at Red Pandas because of the length of time that I've been doing it. And I was saying to you before, um, Linda, and we might bring this, we'll probably bring this up again later, it's like I would call myself a HubSpot specialist mm. more than anything now because of like over generalist marketer yeah, because of the just sheer amount of time I spend inside HubSpot on a day. Yeah. Whereas, you know, we've obviously got a paid media specialist here and he spends a bunch load t- more time than anyone else does inside paid media platforms than anyone would. 
Can I ask, with HubSpot in particular, did you fall into being that specialist HubSpotter because it was what the business required at the time? Or was it you just naturally, you know, enjoying it, finding a passion for it? Was it a mixture of both? Like yeah. what really kind of guided you into that? Yeah, it's a good question. I think um, it definitely started off with that's where the business needed the right. work. Was, it was obviously we're a HubSpot agency. We need to make sure we're delivering good HubSpot onboarding and implementation. But there was no HubSpot at the time. No HubSpot at the time. Wow. And I was, you know, certified. I was getting more certifications. That 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 ball had started rolling. And then that naturally just built me up for the next role, which was at Red Pandas. And I've just kept going with that momentum. So I was able to do my account management duties while still like focusing on that specialist role and now just purely on that specialist role which is awesome. It's exciting. It works for yeah. me. I enjoy it. I definitely like, if we're getting a little bit deep here, I don't want to be doing it for the rest of my life. That's for sure. Like, Why? Um, I just don't want to be tied down to one thing. I yeah. guess, you know, I don't yeah. want to be tied down to just one spe- I've specialist role. Like HubSpot's going to keep evolving, of course, and getting bigger and more shiny tools and whatnot, but as, as is my career, really. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to be stuck in one specialist role will I go into another specialist role I don't know I'm not sure what that looks like at the moment I've got goals I'm working towards so I'll focus on those but I know that I don't want to be a HubSpot specialist okay you know for the next 10 years five years even like yeah there's more I want to be doing that makes sense yeah what about you Linda when you first started industry were you feeling similar or where did you go with yours yeah I asked myself this question for so many years actually and it was earlier on in my career. Now I am very clear in regards to my path, yeah. but definitely earlier on I started out in corporate and it was a very generalist role. Like mm. I was doing anything from like basic graphic design. I was on socials. I was doing, you know, ads on Facebook. I was doing letterbox drops, yeah. communications. Like I was literally like the coordinator for everything. And so I was always wondering about that next step that I needed to take and what would I have to offer a company? Like yeah. when I'm in the the interview and I've got my resume, like like what am I actually offering? Because my skills were so spread out. Yeah. Like we said earlier, I knew a a little bit about a lot. Yeah. But how Not do a you? Lot about a little yeah, bit. and I didn't know how to sell that. Yeah. At the time, and I thought that companies needed a specialist that kind of knew it. Like I. I, I I kind of thought that they needed a unicorn at that time and I was really unclear about yeah. my path. So at the time I was asking myself those questions. Now, of course, I've kind of – I'm definitely a generalist, right? Like I know a little bit about a lot. I feel really comfortable talking about most elements of digital marketing, yep. you know, whether it's it, – it is all those things, whether it's email, socials, like everything, right? Yep. Like I'm, I feel comfortable having those conversations and I've always been that way. Um but yeah, I guess I was always asking myself at the beginning, really not sure, but I've learned that the generalist marketer, the roles that I've now opened myself up to with being a generalist, yep. I'm attracted to those roles. Yeah, so for, for sure. me, it's great. Yeah. It makes me happy knowing kind of, you know, yeah. I, I have these skills and I know where they can get me and, and that career path looks attractive and, exactly. and good to me. And I feel like being a generalist allowed you to dip your toes in each of those little pools if you will yeah and gain all that experience across those different um buckets or pools if we use that reference and i think that that's actually if you if you know you're starting out and you're really not sure about where you want to take it i think being a generalist is a really good way to go because like you say you kind of what's what's the saying dipping your fingers in like yeah. different buckets is that the same yeah whatever <laughs> you're putting something in something different yeah. things 
Just lots of different things. <laughs> Multiple hats, uh, you know. Yeah, we could go really south of this yeah, right yeah. now. Hey, look, you're the one laughing. I'm just giggling. Look, but- moving on. <laughs> We've lots to talk about generalists, lots to talk about specialists. What's what's actually the role of a marketing specialist in in your opinion? It's a specific discipline within marketing. Okay, like? So, you know, a graphic designer. Yeah. And then, you know, going to uni, learning graphic design, becoming a junior graphic designer, maybe freelancing and then maybe kind of working. Your career path might be working towards owning your own company, your own graphic design agency, or it could be being head of graphic design for some big corporate. Yeah. Um, but that really is specialist. Yeah. Um, in, in all respect, it could be paid media. Paid it, media. It, it could be even more targeted within paid media. It yeah. could be Facebook paid media ads. but just a Google ad yeah, specialist. Google, yeah. You know what I mean? So the role of a specialist, I know within an agency or our agency at least, is less on the account management side and more on the uh, strategic slash support of the account manager. Yeah. When it or digital marketing consultants, we, we call them SMEs them. as yeah. well. Yeah. There you go. SMEs for the specific uh, niche that Linda was just saying. So if it's a graphic designer, if it's a web developer, yeah. A um, you know, paid media specialist, a HubSpot, HubSpot specialist, an SEO specialist. So each of those departments have their people that, um, you know, we will lean on when we need the specialist support. Those yeah. specialists are indeed the specialists of their departments and they obviously help and support everyone within the team when it comes to those things. So that's what, you know, we identify as a specialist role here at Red Pandas. So let's go the other way then, yeah. T, uh, marketing generalists. Yeah. So I feel like a marketing generalist, you would you would expect that out of an account manager mm. or a DMC here or a yeah. project, an account project coordinator, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. But the 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 people like yourself and the role that I was previously in, where you have a set amount of you set your clients, mm. and each of your clients have got specific KPIs and budgets and outcomes that need to be achieved. And as the generalist marketer, account manager, it's your responsibility to ensure those outcomes are achieved by using the dedicated resources and specialists that you need. Yeah. You need to know enough to be able to brief in the specialists and grab the client's like um, idea or vision mm. and then translate it in a way that the specialists can understand it. So it's it's an incredible role. It's very operational yeah. if you think about it. And you you do, you need, you're like this middleman, but it's so much more than just totally. middleman. You know, like I said, you need to have a very good generalist understanding of paid media. You need to be able yeah. to talk to the client about, okay, this is the budget you want to spend. In my experience, that's not enough. Or yeah. you know what? That's way too much. Let's talk to the specialist to see how we can best maximize that budget. Yeah, We'll have an idea, but we lean on them because they're the ones that know when the, the most recent algorithms are being updated. Totally. They're the ones yeah. that know when Google is favoring something over than something else. They are meant to know. It's within their, yeah, you know, their, their, remit. their remit. They should know it straight away. I should know what product releases are happening on HubSpot before anyone else in the team does mm-hmm. because that's my specialist area. It's funny when when you kind of group together at least people that have been in the role for a while, you can almost kind of group together different characteristics of a specialist versus a, um, a generalist marketer. Like your specialist, you expect them to – potentially in, in what they're, be, they're a specialist in, let's say it is graphic design, like to have that really creative mindset, yeah. to have really um, strong attention to detail, um, 
those those characteristics that make them really good at that one thing, yep. being able to like work with something day in, day out and not get bored with exactly. it, you know, and really enjoy it. Whereas on the other hand, if you look at your generalist marketers, then they're, they're probably the ones that are more focused on like those interpersonal skills and yes. the communication. Yep. They can project manage a lot of people. Yep. They're very different types 100%. of skill sets. And if you're not sure, then you might want to like introvertedly kind of like look within and think about, well, am I that creative mind? Am I that attention to detail? Yep. Do I like working and leading people? Stuff. Like how am I with stakeholder management? Is that yep. my thing? Is it not? I've worked with um, incredible graphic designers and developers and they are absolutely incredible at their roles. And then when I've tried to see if they can do client liaison or project management, shit falls to pieces. They just they they, they can't handle it. Right. They're used to with sitting in their dark room with their headphones in, creating or coding. And when you try and get and this is look, this is a bit of a general. I'm not saying all coders and designers <laughs> like this. This is yeah. the people that I've worked with in my career. Yeah, they're not great account managers, and that's fine. They found their specialist niche and they're good at what they do. And they're aware of that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not going to try and put that person into a role that they're not suited for, nor do they want to do it. Yeah. So, and that, look, that's not to say that all specialists can only be specialists totally. and that's it. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to talk about in a second whether or not you can mix between the two. But I did find this really good um, little snippet here from an Impact Plus article around the role of a marketing generalist. And it says generalists are generally, like I was saying before, the <laughs> operators or operations of the team. Whilst you can be creative, we do a lot more project management than specialists, Yeah, which is kind of what we're saying already. Mm. We manage projects like website redesigns or rebuilds, product launches, major facets of teams operations such as content, distribution, lead generation. That's what an account manager or a generalist, if you will, marketing generalist is really responsible for. So that, uh, if you will, it's probably a little bit more strategic mm-hmm. around what needs to be done when by who. Yeah, And you are the responsible person for it but you lean on the specalist to help you achieve those outcomes yeah is that fair yeah 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 i like that one a a good one you might have some basic hubspot knowledge html computer science google analytics you'll have you'll have like basic to intermediate acts sorry knowledge of these different tools yeah Uh, you might be an, uh, an expert in one or two of them but it's just it's really challenging to be an expert in all of them we don't have copious amounts of time to just be learning softwares true hence the generalist role and so in saying that as well and I guess it's a a nice transition but to what you were saying where you know you find these specialists and they they really like find it difficult to cross over I think that's also a pivotal moment for people that are specialists that want to go to the next level doing what they do so like if we stick to the graphic designer for example let's say that you are a graphic designer, you know, you work in a company and you want to go the next level and let's say, you know, start doing your own thing, then to be a really good graphic designer and to be an expert graphic designer, I personally think that you need to learn and adopt generalist understanding of marketing to take yourself to that next level. So, you know, understanding how graphic design works on you know, different channels, working yep. with different stakeholders, yep. you know, just understanding the wider kind of marketing range, yeah. I think would make you a better that specialist. Gives you the edge. Yeah. yeah, it gives you the edge. Because like yeah. you can be an incredible creative graphic designer and build and design some, you know, gorgeous brochures or websites or landing pages. But if you don't have a good understanding of like conversion rate optimization, for example, yeah. or just simple psychology of what makes someone buy something, yeah. 
you'll struggle. Like you will, yeah. you will struggle because you're creating just pretty pictures. And you're almost limited in what you can offer yeah. to a degree. Obviously, like, you know, graphic design is one thing, but then it's, it's that entire value that you're providing someone. Yeah. And it's that difference between charging just for a graphic design and being able to charge more for graphic design plus strategy behind it. Yeah, totally. I, I totally get that. Mm. So can a generalist carry out the role of a specialist? I think that that needs to be like it depends. a strategic career move. Yeah. It doesn't make sense otherwise. So let's say you are a generalist and you realize that you really enjoy uh, copywriting. Yep. Like you, you've you've really honed into that. You enjoy that. I think that that's more so of a career move rather rather than anything else. What do you yeah. think, T? Yeah, no, I, I get that. And I think I, I definitely felt this when I was in the DMC account management role. I was like, should I? Because in, in theory, I was a generalist and now I'm a specialist. So this yeah. is like, yeah, of course you can. If that's the direction you want to go in, I'm also not just the HubSpot um, implementation specialist here, but I look after operations. So funnily enough, how I went from that ops generalist role into ops for the business. Mm-hmm. So it did, it lent me, it lended me to that. But yeah. in terms of generalist uh, marketer into a role of a specialist, I think you totally can. But like to your point, one, you need to like have, have a passion for it if you yeah. love writing. And after you've done a general marketing role and you're like, you know, I'm actually, I really love writing and I'm really good at it. And the business needs it. That's another yeah, thing. That's another you know, if the thing. The business is like, oh, we really need a, a writing specialist, or we need a content manager to just nail out all the content. Then you know, why not? I say, why not go and do some more upskilling? If it's courses, if it's examples or studies, whatever it is, to give you more, um, you know, experience and more time on the mats. If you will use my jujitsu mm. reference, <laughs> the more time you do anything, the more time you spend doing anything, the better you're going to get at it, right? Yeah. So if you want to become a specialist in something. Spend more time doing it. Mm. Spend, you know, an extra hour a day doing something. Like literally, that's how I became the HubSpot specialist is like every morning I'd spend an hour, an hour and a half working in HubSpot, doing things that, you know, just just extra. And to be honest, it didn't happen. Um, I, didn't, I didn't plan it. It happened organically. So sometimes you do fall into these things because of your sheer interest. Yeah. Just like, you know, you might fall into the copywriting expert specialist role because of how good your writing is and how it just naturally falls into your lap. Yeah. Or you'll see a business need within the organization that you're at and then you just you, you tackle it and it becomes yours. I think the two questions you need to ask yourself is what do you enjoy doing? Yep. And where do you want to go? I love that. What that's, is end goal? That's what I was going to like lead us into is, you know, is a mixture good? And you're right. I think you really need to look within yourself and say mm. what do I like doing? Mm-hmm. And what does the business need? Yeah. Where can I provide value? You know, we always talk about being indispensable, whether that's being an indispensable coach, sure. indispensable to your business, indispensable in your role. Mm. Like uh, be aware of, you know, where you're working, where there's some gaps maybe within the team or within the organization. And like can you add value there? Can you bring something more specialist into that space that's going to, you know, keep you indispensable but also, you know, tick the box of your interest and being challenged at work and keeping you happy bringing the business value, looking after your clients, all those things. Yeah. All those things. I think in an ideal world, those two things marry up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Whether the the business can facil- facilitate you moving into that space and whether you enjoy that yeah. at the same time. That's exactly. kind of the ultimate really. Like luckily for you, that kind of worked yeah. together. Simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
With that said, there is uh, a, like a note that, you know, we always talk about here and it's definitely you need a growth mindset no matter what, yeah. no matter what you do, whether you are a specialist, whether you are a generalist, whatever you're uh, working towards, if you have that growth mindset and just willingness and eagerness to learn and grow and be better and know, like become, you know, um, more experienced in what you're doing, then I think doesn't matter what role you go down that growth mindset is going to let you be successful. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And yeah. it is it is hard in that way for some people potentially in their company because luckily for us at Red Pandas, you know, they heavily facilitate what we're thinking and, you know, that they, they take us, well, we all are on this journey together, yeah. right? I know it might not be so easy for some. Yeah. But, um, yeah. No one can take your, your mindset away though. Exactly. You know what I mean? You can yeah. definitely have that mindset, have those goals, work towards things that you want to achieve and – you know, hit places up, see if they're hiring. We're not at the moment, but you know, we will be I'm in the sure future. We will be so very soon, to be you honest. got a growth mindset, you're an A player, we want to hear from you, that's for sure. Yeah. And, you know, just keep keep keeping on and focus on what you want to do. Mark marketing specialist, marketing generalist. I like it. Awesome. Thanks, Linda. Thank you, T. Bye for now. <laughs>